The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, November 13, 2018, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. My name is Bob. Hello. Hello, Bob. Hi. Coming up on today's show, the great Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment is here today. Something is going on. Something is happening out there with Fox News and Drudge and Jill Stein, and no one knows what the hell is up. We're going to talk about that coming up here on today's show. And uh, we're also expecting indictments today. Who's it going to be? I don't know. Buzz doesn't know. No one knows except Robert Mueller and the grand jury. So we'll find out, hopefully during the course of today's show, so this way the show doesn't have a three-second shelf life, like it usually does, with all this news breaking right after we finish. Uh, Don Jr. turned real news into fake news with one tweet. We're going to talk about exactly how he was able to do that and how... The ridiculous tweet is now flying around the globe a thousand times before the truth even gets its pants on. It's one of those situations again. And okay, let's talk about Patreon right here. Each of our shows is downloaded by at least 20 to 25,000 people. People. If everyone who downloads the show, 20 to 25,000 people, subscribe for just $1 per month, do the math. Not only would the show be fully financed out the yin-yang... I don't even know what that means, out the yin-yang. I have no idea, but I'm saying it anyway. But you'd all gain access to one of the fastest-growing communities of listeners, our exclusive Patreon club. So go right now to patreon.com slash Show and subscribe. Do it right now. Be best. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Breaking news, the FBI today raided the offices of President Trump's longtime attorney, Michael Cohen, seizing records. No. Dig in the Trump crisis day 663, 721 days until the 2020 presidential election. <laughs> uh-huh. 
about a year from right now, uh, Buzz, I'm going to be uh, looking at who to endorse, if anybody. 1,316, 1, uh, Now you've made me lose count. I'm, I'm down here in Florida counting votes. Right, and right. I, I'm sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> you know, I mean, I can't even believe that, like, in a couple of months, we're going to start yeah. seeing people throwing their hats into the ring, declaring oh, their sooner. candidacy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, much Absolutely. sooner, in fact. Um, yeah, here we go again already. It's it's amazing, and it's uh, scary, When and I know you're going to get to this, but since you brought it up, uh, Trump's delegitimization of the election process yeah. is going to be very convenient for him in 2020 uh, if he loses or if it is a close race. Mm-hmm. And so, excuse me, but I, I think it's going to be... Uh, uh, you know, it, it's uh, very concerning uh, that he'd respond that way. I'm just glad, you know, it's cloudy here today. It looked like maybe it was going to rain. And yeah. if it rained, you know, as you know, it, we don't go out in the rain. We weren't going to do a show today if it rained. <laughs> right. Uh, but it hasn't so far. So here we are. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the alternative is this. I mean, in all seriousness, I think that this is why Donald Trump missed all of those ceremonies in France. He missed the uh, Veterans Day commemoration at Arlington National it, yeah. Cemetery. I think he was meeting with his lawyers. I think something is going on. Something is in the air. Something that uh-huh. you could, that's almost oh, yeah. palpable in the air. There's an electricity in the air. Something's going on. And it's not just, we're going to talk about indictments here in just a second, but there's also this other weird thing that's happening, Buzz, with uh, Fox News, uh, Drudge, Matt Drudge. Yeah, I haven't heard about this. I haven't, I'm not aware of what you're talking about. Yeah, well, Fox News hasn't tweeted a goddamn thing since November 8th. Oh, so it's been like right. five days since fox news tweeted anything uh matt that i knew about matt drudge meanwhile deleted all of his tweets uh the other day and hasn't tweeted anything since then and he changed his profile pic and his cover photo on twitter into into just a gray blur there's nothing there's no huh. content there anymore yeah, um some kind of uh, boycott i heard i don't know yeah that might be it I, i'm just having trouble connecting how uh twitter links to the tucker carlson well, protest that we talked about last week yeah i don't know or i don't know if it does I know that uh, conservative, uh, you know, pundits on on Twitter, if you want to call them that, uh, yeah. have long objected to Twitter's policies, and especially since the crackdown uh, th- that began after we realized how much Russian interference there had been yeah. uh, in our social media, and uh, a lot of conservatives feel that they uh, have gotten the raw end of that deal. Of course, because playing the victim is what they do, and uh, so that's. You know, I, I think some of it's born out of that. Whether there's a connection here, I don't know. Jill Stein has also stopped tweeting. Uh, yeah, WikiLeaks, yeah. yeah, WikiLeaks has also stopped tweeting. Julian Assange oh. has stopped tweeting. Yeah, well, everyone's they have gone silent. Be afraid, right? And and usually, if this was some sort of coordinated protest that they were engaged in, isn't the usual standard operating procedure for a boycott to announce the boycott yeah, first? Like there would we're be boycotting a pro- this, right? Yeah. Right. There is. A, there would be a pronouncement. It is. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm okay with it. You know, I don't see what harm could come of it. Uh, You're right, though. It may be a sign of something. But Mm -hmm. and if I were to guess what, certainly in the case of Julian Assange and and uh, WikiLeaks, uh, I would be concerned about the legal jeopardy at this point. I was chatting with uh, off the uh, well, not off the air, but uh, via (laughs) via, everything is radio terms for me. I was tweeting via DM with uh, Mm -hmm. uh, John Aravosis from the Unprecedented Podcast and. And we were agreeing that this might be a case where legal counsel has said, 
you want to shut sure. up. You want to sure. you want to keep silent for a while because you may be in trouble. That may be yeah. the situation with it, all of these people. Exactly. And if this uh, silence coincides with anything, it may be the pending indictment or indictments. Uh, you know, uh, my first thought was Roger Stone or uh, this uh, other fellow. I am I'm trying to picture his name. Uh, it uh, has dr- like dr- ORS in it. Drum Corsi. Yeah, of course. Yes, yeah, I got the O O R S I. I could picture. Yeah, uh, Corsi or Corsi, whatever. Corsi. It is. I think it's Corsi. Is it? It's Corsi. Corsi. Okay. All right. Now, now I know. Uh, <laughs> until you've heard it, you know, you just see it in print. You don't know. Yeah. But uh, I, I figured it would be one of those. I know a lot of people have been expecting and rooting for Donald Trump Jr. Although mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I mean, sure, I expected him to be indicted at some point. Yeah. I'm not sure why so many people are expecting him now. What what has precipitated that likelihood? I don't know. I, don't know. It's, yeah. I think it's a lot of wishful thinking as far as <laughs> Don Jr. And, and Jared. Indigo, yeah. 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 But, I mean, we have a contingency over here because usually what happens is as soon as we're wrapped <laughs> up with the show, that's when the big news drops, which makes right. the shelf life of our shows, especially like our Tuesday show for some reason, Buzz, our shelf life is like five seconds. We finish yeah, the show, lucky. then another big news story drops, and then the whatever we've talked about during that show is then considered irrelevant. So I do have a contingency for this for people uh-huh. listening like tomorrow or the day after, after a bunch of different news cycles have come and gone, and certainly after these rumored indictments are dropped. I've got a special button for this so that we're this covering. Yeah, yeah. So the, the big breaking news today is Roger Stone was indicted. Jerome Forzai was indicted. Donald Trump Jr. was indicted. Jared Kushner was indicted. No indictments today. We can edit out the ones that don't apply. That's right. And this is another incentive. You've raised another incentive for uh, to be a Patreon subscriber because, and there have been occasions where news broke after we finished the main show. Yeah, but we were we learned of it and could reveal it in uh, the, the post mortem uh, post mortem show. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a, there's another incentive for that. So you just have to stay close to your pod machine every minute. <laughs> That's right, because we may have breaking news that Roger Stone was indicted, Jerome Forzai was indicted, Donald Trump Jr. was indicted. Jared Kushner was indicted. No indictments today. Oh, we got this this music too to go along with it too. So we could we can play this whether it's we're talking about the midterms or we're talking about 2020 or we're talking about the breaking news indictments that that are going to happen during probably at right after the show. Wow. I mean, if we're lucky, the actual news. I mean, our computer voice notwithstanding. If we're lucky, the actual news will break while we're doing the show. So I've got my fingers crossed that we may get this, this news about indictments while we're doing the show. This is some much needed news too, uh, if it comes as expected, and and uh, we, because uh, Mueller has of course laid low prior to to the election. Uh, I read uh, what I thought was a, an informed opinion piece by a former lawyer for a special counsel yeah. who opined that uh, Mueller had waited too long, mm-hmm. that he should have moved before the election, especially in light of what's happening now with the acting attorney general, Matt Whitaker, and uh, the peril that now faces uh, Mueller and the the structure of his investigation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, keep in mind, none of the evidence goes away. Right, and, right. Uh, uh, My big concern is he could only, I mean, Matt Whitaker could last five seconds in that post, and he could do all kinds of damage in that five seconds. Yes, so, yes. Well, we may end up getting Matt Whitaker ousted from that position, or there's also a strong possibility that he's going to recuse himself. That's something we should keep a very you, close eye on. Because Do you think he will? I mean, I understand he's issued a statement saying he would listen to 
the advice of uh, Department of Justice uh, attorneys, uh, but but will he? I mean, this just That's a question. from everything this guy has said, uh, you know, it's it's hard to believe that he would reverse himself. Uh, for propriety's sake. Yeah, it's it's possible. I mean, I, I think if the ethics department or the Department of Justice yeah. uh, strong arms him enough, if enough people come to him and say, look, here's the thing, and if if you want to be taken seriously in this job, you have to recuse himself, and then he's going to yeah. be torn between uh, a rock and an orange place. You know what I mean? He's going to be stuck <laughs> yeah. between Donald Trump right. and just everyone like, at DOJ. J- just like Jeff Sessions was. Exactly. And I'm sure Jeff Sessions was told those same things in the same uh, firm language, uh, and and I know uh, I would expect Whitaker is hearing them now. And so you're right, Whitaker's in a in a I guess a tough spot because he has to choose whether uh, he's going to be loyal to Trump, which is the reason Trump selected him, uh, and that's his boss, or uh, he's going to err on the side of ethics as Sessions did. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see based on the loyalty we've heard. From Matt Whitaker so far, I'd be surprised if he agreed to the advice of uh, Department of Justice ethics lawyers. Well, I mean, it's totally clear why he was installed in that position, and he's going to have to live up to that reasoning. I mean, Donald Trump is very obvious. I mean, Donald Trump, I wrote this uh, in the Daily Banter the other day, uh, that Donald Trump has just thrown aside any pretense of innocence. He's just throwing it all out there. He doesn't care anymore how it looks, what he does. Um, He's just doing whatever he has to do to save his bloated sack of sourdough ass. (laughs) And in the meantime, what's going to happen here is there are several options in terms of what's going to happen with Robert Mueller. So um, whatever orders Donald Trump has given to Matt Whitaker, Matt Whitaker is going to carry out those orders, I think, one way or another. And the first obvious uh, consequence of all of this is that Mueller is going to get fired. Um, there's another option in which Mueller is declawed. In other words, Matt Whitaker, we've got audio of Matt mm-hmm. Whitaker mm-hmm. talking about how uh, he it would be a great idea if we just defunded uh, Mueller's office and just let it starve to death. Right. And, and that's another Another very distinct possibility. Yeah. And and these are all very frightening. I I read another heartening article. I read a lot now. It's mostly (laughs) your fault. (laughs) Right. Um, But I I read another heartening article that said, look, uh, Trump can fire the attorney general, the deputy attorney general. He can fire the head of the Mm -hmm. FBI. There's one thing he can't fire, and that's the FBI itself. Yeah. And the FBI has the evidence, mm-hmm. and the FBI has determination, and the FBI has defeated the four presidents prior to Trump who have attempted to right. rein it in or to manipulate it. Uh, I, I The other four presidents had no luck, and I don't suspect that uh, this president will have any luck with that either. No, no, certainly not. And the, but the other thing that we should keep an eye on, though, is um, – uh, Southern District of New York. Remember that uh, yes. uh, Matt Whitaker is now in charge of that one too, and and, and that of course is Michael Cohen. Says who? And that is uh, extremely it, important today because it, it looks like Michael Cohen is uh, sitting in front of the grand jury today. Right, and I know we want to get right back to that, but let me underscore attorneys general and uh, the attorneys general races that Democrats won in this past election. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think Democrats have around half, or maybe more, give or take. I've forgotten the exact number. But Democrats made real gains in attorney, and it's the attorneys general, the attorneys general offices, uh, that are filing these lawsuits, including suits to to stop Matt Whitaker. Oh so, yeah, Maryland, uh, so Maryland just again, did that. 
you know, you t- so you talk about the the, southern, the feds in the Southern District of New York. We talk about Mueller's office. We talk about uh, state's attorney general, uh, and 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 then you get into New York, and you have New York City. There's the, uh, none of this goes away. I mean, he can. That's that was the point of this article is he can fire all the people he wants to. Yeah. But this doesn't go away. It's 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 a a frightening abuse of our government. But mm-hmm. the evidence doesn't go away. Thank goodness. Right. And the other possibility too with Matt Whitaker in that post is that uh-huh. Matt Whitaker receives the Mueller report and then sticks it in a drawer at which right. time the question becomes I think this is a serious question this is I mean if we're gaming all of this out we really have to ask ourselves where is Mueller's head at any given time is Mueller so disciplined and so yeah. by the book that he just walks away or is Mueller looking at all of these crimes and the extent to which we don't even really have a full sense of how mm-hmm. bad this is going to be I keep saying we're seeing more and more of the tip of the iceberg but there's still so yeah. much more that we don't know that only Robert Mueller and his team and the grand jury are aware of right now the fact is that Mueller could if he's seeing all of this awful shit, could just hand off his report uh, secretly to the Washington Post and New York Times and somehow a copy lands on Adam Schiff's desk, too. Oh, yeah. Now, he's going to be... I think the answer is both. I think Robert Mueller is smart enough. It's like I, I view Robert Mueller, I have, and many other people do too, have the same reverence for Robert Mueller that Chicago Bears fans had for Coach Mike Ditka in the 80s when they went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. And I, I know nothing about sports, but I lived in Chicago in the 80s, and you got to know about the Bears when you live there. Right. Uh, it, there's that sort of uh, Ditka can affect the wetter with his moods, uh, you know, from the Saturday Night Live bit. Uh, there, there's that, that kind of of faith in in trump as well yeah yeah oh and just by the way i want to uh repeat our big announcement our big breaking news uh, and here it is our, our big breaking news about once uh again. about russia today once again roger stone uh-huh. was indicted jerome Forzai was indicted donald trump jr was indicted jared kushner was indicted no indictments today <laughs> i think and, that'll work i think we've now found and, an official contingency and we're gonna talk about that one edited one uh, for weeks to come. That's right. So stay tuned. Yep, 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 indeed. Uh, so, yeah, so, of course, um, there's also a rumor that uh, Fox News and the Kochs are about to go go to war against Donald Trump. We're seeing this, too, that, uh, that the Koch brothers are not happy with the consequence of the midterms, that the Koch brothers have never been happy with Donald Trump, and Fox News, which has been hemorrhaging uh, hemorrhaging uh, advertisers recently, right. probably needs the Koch brothers to continue their operations. And if they lose the Koch brothers, everything goes to hell with Fox so News financially. What, what happens? So. What happens to the highly rated Sean Hannity show at that point? <laughs> I don't see. I don't see this as reconcilable. I don't see how Fox can serve two masters there. I, I mean, know. ultimately, the dollar rules, but. Uh, at, at what cost to them and and to their audience? I mean, I, I listen. I would be delighted if any number of these th- things happen that we're we're talking about yeah. in speculation. It, you know, it, there's it, this could be 
this could be as entertaining as it is terrifying. I believe we've used that phrase before. Yeah, well, I think um, ultimately when it comes to all of these rumors, whether it's Fox News Channel going silent or drudge, I'm really leaning toward Occam's razor on this, Buzz. I'm leaning toward in the direction of the simplest explanation is probably the correct one. And in this case, I think it's just it's Fox News maybe trying to strike back at social media somehow because of the Tucker Carlson thing. I don't know. I yeah. think maybe they're all joining in i think drudge i mean i also heard the drudge routinely purges his twitter feed and okay but but that doesn't explain his gray profile pic and his gray cover photo and the fact that he hasn't tweeted anything in the last 24 hours since he purged his twitter feed so well i'm guessing it's one thing or the other i mean as as we've established uh there's a history of conservatives objecting to what they feel is censorship by twitter and uh, in in addition to that uh, there's the legal jeopardy any number of them may face and as you suggested perhaps they've been advised by counsel to lay low and so it could be uh, either of these things a combination of these things could be something else we haven't guessed but i'm i'm guessing it's one of these two or a combo thereof well it could be our breaking news today that roger stone was indicted jerome forzai was indicted donald trump jr was indicted jared kushner was indicted no indictments today uh, huge news huge breaking news I, today. I for bob i for one was surprised <laughs> i was not expecting that one uh, to happen <laughs> and I, i've got a what i think is a pretty tremendous analogy for this that i'm saving for my thursday newscast uh but 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 i have a little list here that i made of things that are going on all at once okay uh, in addition to the things that you've mentioned we have uh, the attorney general uh, the acting attorney general and the effect he may have on the russia probe there's mm-hmm. one yep uh, so pay attention to that mm-hmm. uh here's another one. Oh, we have troops at the border they're going to be there for thanksgiving probably Christmas. They have no food, no electricity. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they're sitting there doing nothing, cooling their he- heels, waiting for an invasion that isn't going to happen. So there's there's a, there's two. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, the, we had a gun massacre and uh, Trump, thankfully, has stayed out of this one. Uh, but yes, in the last week, uh, we've had another gun massacre. Uh, we've got uh, the fires. Now, the fires in California, really three stories in one, because there's the, the, the horrible fires themselves. You have uh, the blame game. Uh, yeah. You have Trump's tweets, uh, ignorant tweets about forestry management uh, and angry firefighters responding Jesus and Christ. being demoralized when they need to be fighting fires and when a commander-in-chief should be comforting people. And and that overlaps with a third story. Then you have the fires, you have the blame game, and, and this all goes back to climate, which yeah. uh, Trump is consistently uh, in favor of destroying in favor of the dollar. And, and then you have his assault on the press. Let's see, it's one, two, three, four, five. And then you have uh, the discovery of, by U.S. intelligence satellite images that North Korea has increased its number of secret missile silos uh, and not decreased them despite Trump's ongoing claims that uh, North Korea is no longer a threat. Yeah. So there you have a nice little list of things to pay attention to all at once. Which one would you like to talk about? <laughs> right. And, and by the way, <laughs> show's over. See you next time, folks. <laughs>
That's all the time we have. Thanks for playing. That's it. Uh, yeah, I mean, God, you know, I want to go back to what you mentioned about climate, too, because there's something yeah. that, that kind of irritated me. This isn't a capital sure. case. This isn't anything to get overly bent out of shape about. But, you know, the, the first Tuesday after the election and already the left is going bananas against Nancy Pelosi with a big protest outside her office about the climate crisis. And you know what? Look, I, I don't think Nancy Pelosi is an enemy here. I don't think Nancy Pelosi is soft peddling on the climate crisis. In no. fact, she's about to, to, to relaunch the select committee tasked with uh, looking into yeah. and strategizing about Indeed. the climate crisis. So I think, well, you know, I'll say this. I haven't seen footage of these protests. And so I don't know how angry they are. Do they appear angry to you? Do you have a sense of, of uh, the level of anger that was being directed at Ms. Pelosi of, uh, over this? Well, I think so far so good. I think that it's been yeah. a peaceful protest. Nancy Pelosi well, responded in kind to it, saying, I've good. noticed the protesters and I think they're, what they're doing is a good thing. And I think we're right. all, uh, we all have the same goals when it comes to ameliorating the climate crisis. And, and I think that's that perfect. was, that's basically the extent of it. But it right, is. And, and I would just underscore that this doesn't necessarily signal any kind of trouble uh, among progressives, among uh, Democrats. I, I think yeah. Yeah, Americans have long and should uh, show up to demonstrate in favor of certain actions and to demonstrate against inaction. And uh, that doesn't necessarily carry with it any kind of adversarial uh, stance. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, I would have to know more about these specific protests, but uh, this could be a good thing. This could be Americans uh, being involved in their democracy. Yeah, yeah. It's always a possibility of something positive happening, but uh, of course, my cynicism <laughs> merges forward. Uh, because You're on guard. I yeah, understand. well, you know, the, the... I always, you know, I really buzz. I hate to call the far left the far left because i've always felt as if i was far left but i guess in the new paradigm i'm considered more center left so when i reference the left it's not necessarily in a pejorative sense it's just that we've kind of factionalized a little bit in the democratic party and uh, i always get concerned that the far left let's let's call it the bernie sanders wing of the party is going to overreach or set expectations too high and it's going to toss the whole thing into yeah. chaos and and he's one of the front runners I, I I wish I could remember the third. I think it's Biden, but but uh, Biden was one. Biden, Biden was number Bi one. <laughs> Biden, Sanders, and Beto O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke was third. Yeah, are considered the three leading candidates. And Bob, I think we're going to have to at some point embrace the reality of of uh, Sanders being uh, the candidate. As, yeah. as bizarre as that may seem, as as concerning as it may be to some people, uh, I think we kind of have to be prepared to roll with it. I think this mm -hmm. is a two way street. Uh, I, I As long as division is not created, as long as he doesn't uh, end up splitting the Democratic vote, I'm okay with him pursuing this. I'm okay with him being there. Let's let's see what kind of support he gets yeah. uh, up against uh, Beto and up against Biden. And and so I think uh, you know it, it's I think it's okay for now. I'm not I'm not seeing a lot of uh, fighting back and forth between the more progressive wing of the Democratic Party and the more moderate wing. And by the way, since you we're placing ourselves on the scale, to this day, I consider myself middle. With a slight lean to the left, and yeah. and and I know this sounds bizarre to especially conservatives, mm -hmm. but but here's my here's my defense and my contention. 
the middle has the the entire scale has moved. Yeah, the entire nation has had had moved farther to the right, making the middle seem more left. Yeah, exactly. Uh, than it actually is. I'm in the same spot. I feel I've always been in. I didn't move. The scale did. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. They call you know, it so. Uh, yeah, they, they call it uh, uh, Overton's window. With the Overton okay, window, I'm, where the there's a name, there's yeah, a name for it. Exactly, where those brackets tend to shift and move around. And indeed, there was a, a chart that came out just before the midterms showing that the left has basically remained the same ideologically, and it's mm-hmm. the right that over the years yeah. has merged farther to the right. And of course, that drags the entire debate farther and- to the right. And they've gotten angrier, and in response, uh, the left has gotten angrier, and and now it's it's speaking up and becoming more vocal, and so we have these wonderful two angry sides now. Yeah. yeah. And and as, as as I and I, John Stewart have said all along, it's uh, the twenty four seven news channel has more to do with this than than almost anything else that's happened. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, here's a big prediction. I'm going to throw this out there and just see what uh, sticks to the wall. Okay. Um, okay. Usually, candidates before they decide to run for president they release a book and who has released a book this week michelle obama i think we really need to look at michelle obama as a possibility for 2020 and i'm, I'm entirely 100 serious and you know what if michelle obama decided to actually run for president she uh-huh. would become the presumptive front runner of of yeah. any oh, race that she decided I, to get i totally into. agree and i believe her Completely, when she says she wants no part of that. I yeah. really, I think she's very adamantly sincere about that. <laughs> I think you're right about her. She would win, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, but but I, but I in the words of Dr. Hibbert from The Simpsons, but it isn't going to happen. Well, so. I mean, we're, we're going to see a gigantic field of Democratic candidates. If we, as the yeah. Democratic Party, can't all agree on one of those dozens of people who are going to run for right. president, I think we've got greater problems than we think. I think we're going to be okay. I think we're whoever we end up with is going to be uh, the candidate who can defeat Donald Trump. Donald Trump is wounded right now. Donald Trump has a, a lot to overcome, and it oh looks like gosh, some of the, yeah. the moneyed people inside the GOP establishment, beginning and ending with the Koch brothers are oh, going yeah. to uh, you know make a move against him here and it may include Fox News Channel so we're, we're looking at all yeah. of this shit and you know there's actually there's one other thing going back to what you were uh, mentioning about uh, the Overton window and how the debate has shifted uh-huh. don't let me forget there's one thing I want to observe about something I heard David Frum say the other okay. day uh, during a in fact in a debate with uh, Steve Bannon this all came up and and came out of David Trump's mouth, and I don't know if he realizes it, but when we talk about never Trumpers and forming the you know my proposed idea of uh, forming a coalition of normals, right? This could be an important element. So I'll get into that in in just a second. But this is a fascinating thing to observe, and I think something that is going to be uh, a, a bigger and bigger topic of conversation, as we, especially as we move toward twenty twenty, which is this coalition of normals this left and uh, never trump uh, coalition that i hope will form organically if not officially to uh, help rebottle and 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 humiliate out of existence all of trumpism so we'll we'll see let about me. that but david Frum said something interesting i get to in just a second but meanwhile Wait, let me get him on the phone yeah that's right yeah give him a call uh people still ask me though buzz they say bob what is beach body on demand 
Well, mm-hmm. and by the way, as I make this segue, I can't help but to think of Saturday Night Live the other night and how oh they, my God. Th- they did a whole bit about the awkward segues on podcasts. <laughs> oh, I, I haven't gotten to that part yet, but I want Kate McKinnon to get an Emmy for her performance. Oh, my God. You know, that episode of SNL actually made me laugh out loud several times. Uh-huh, and it, uh-huh. and one of the times I couldn't stop laughing. I was laughing yeah. so hard. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. But uh, And one of the things was the podcast awards. And one of the categories <laughs> was best awkward segue into a commercial. And it was just... <laughs> It was great. Who doesn't love an awkward segue? That's right. So people ask me, uh, Buzz, they say, Bob, what is Beachbody On Demand? Well, it's a streaming service that gives you unlimited access to a variety of super effective workouts. I'm going to tell you about mine here in just a second. And you can do these workouts at home 24-7 from weights to cardio, from yoga to dance. Beachbody On Demand has hundreds of the finest workouts and the most successful trainers and a support community of millions of other people. Beachbody On Demand goes where you go with workouts from 10 minutes to an hour. There's no equipment needed. Work out on your schedule with your phone, your tablet, your computer, any smart TV, Roku or the like. Already, it's the best deal in fitness. Now my listeners can try Beachbody On Demand absolutely free. You Again, there's nothing greater, especially if you're shy about going to a gym, you're just starting out and you feel like you have to get into shape so you can go to the gym and continue to get into shape. So if you want to do that first before ever signing up for a gym, this is where you go, Beachbody On Demand. I'm still gaining muscle mass and losing fat with the Lift 4 workouts. That's L-I-I-F-T number 4 workouts. It combines heavy lifting and intense cardio to transform your body in four days a week. And with 32 unique real-time workouts, you're never going to get bored because you'll never do the same workout twice. Uh, At least sign up. Here's what you got to do. At least sign up for that total access free trial, but you have to text the code BOBC to 303030. To get it, no spaces, just text BOBC to 303030 to get Beachbody On Demand. And I swear to God, you won't regret it. The weight, the weight, the pounds, the muscle will grow. The pounds will melt off. You'll be amazed how quickly it happens. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Welcome back to our Tuesday show. The great Buzz Burbank is here from BuzzBurbank.com and Realm Network. Uh, let's see. So he's not in? When, when do you expect Mr. Frum back in the office? <laughs> That's okay. it. All right, we'll, we'll try later. Got him on the speed dial, David. Yeah, Frum. I tried. I couldn't get him. <laughs> I know. It's just it's so bizarre that here we are talking about... Uh, Guys like David Frum and Bill Crystal and all the rest of them mm-hmm. in, in a positive sense. But I still feel like it, the one thing the left can do to uh, just in total helping to improve the United States beyond issues is to just start to reconstruct the administrative state that Steve Bannon and Donald Trump have been trying to tear apart all this time. And And, and it sounds like David Frum maybe agrees with you on this. Yeah, well, it's not just that he agrees with me on this, but it was strange to watch this debate on C-SPAN the other day. It was a debate between, it was a Monk debate, M-U-N-K, debate between um, uh, uh, David Frum and Steve Bannon. And throughout the course of watching this debate, I noted on three separate occasions, David Frum actually promoted left-wing issue ideas, such Hmm. as 
Uh, David Frum made it clear that the Republican Party is engaged in intense voter suppression to disenfranchise African-American and minority voters. That was one thing that David Frum said. David Frum also acknowledged man-made climate crisis and the need to address that. And uh, what was the third one? I forget the third one. We'll just call it the secret David Frum issue. Yeah, let me ask you this. Can uh, David Frum resonate with a public hypnotized by Trump? With a, The Red Hats are never going to hear or care or listen to what David Frum says. So while it's very encouraging, and certainly it needs to start in Washington, so I, I agree with, you know, the, the having that dialogue and, and, and as you had suggested, finding common common ground. I, I, I want to say this about Republicans also, especially those in Congress, yeah. who seem uh, immovable still. It would appear that uh, the Republican Senate and the Republicans in the House are never going to turn on Donald Trump. It does certainly appear that way. I wouldn't rule it out, though, uh, because as he becomes a liability, and he is quickly becoming a liability with uh, indictments uh, coming, with uh, his uh, supposed election win shrinking in a way that will be palpable uh, by late January. Uh, You know, I I, I just, I, I think... I think this is a very interesting time, and it's going to remain interesting up up through the moment that the, the Democrats are sworn in. Yeah, well, I, I think it's not so much about convincing the Red Hats or convincing uh, Trump supporters or the Senate Republicans along those lines. It's more about um, the idea is, and maybe I shouldn't even be speaking this out loud because you don't <laughs> want to spook them, but the idea is that Interesting that some of these uh, self-identified conservatives are starting uh-huh. to pick up on liberal ideas. They're it starting is, and to it's say, encouraging. They're starting to move in our direction rather than the left moving in the moderate conservative direction. Thank goodness. Well, they couldn't go any farther right. Yeah. But yes, yeah, no, that is that is extremely encouraging. I just, I, I guess, I, I continue to worry about the masses who uh, are still hypnotized behind Trump. Um, yeah. That's. That's the hard part. That's the genie that's going to be hard to put back in the bottle. Yeah, well, that's obvious, and that's that's something that's going to uh, have to be addressed. But I still feel like the largest it's a good start. Yeah, yeah. In this. terms of coalition building with uh, former Republicans who still identify as conservatives will i think in the long run have a very positive overall effect oh my god yes yeah we got to set the example in washington absolutely yeah yeah. and 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 already just because we all agree on donald trump that idea that that opening of a dialogue where we now have Uh a lot of liberals including me retweeting people like david from retweeting tom (laughs) nichols retweeting uh rick wilson and some of the others um these are all moves that I think are positive. And what it's doing is it's coaxing mm-hmm. those people over to th- the left-wing causes mm-hmm. that you can make a very easy case to win over conservatives with. You know, you can right. make an economic case for the climate crisis. You can very, if you listen carefully, you can hear them admitting that their former party has been engaged in voter suppression against right. Uh, right. Uh, right. against African Americans and other minority groups. So, and if Republican voters listen to Republican politicians blindly, and if Republican politicians start speaking these truths, 
then that is a hugely important development and could influence the masses uh, in time. Uh, the, the the guy we got to get rid of is Trump. Obviously, he's yeah. the he's the. Uh, uh, the the guy you know he's the he's the Svengali here I guess who, who's uh, created these problems uh, who has kept uh, really Republicans and Democrats from being able to talk not that they were doing much of it before he was elected but it's gotten exponentially worse in his presence yeah yeah so I think the the David Frum remarks in the context of that debate uh, about several liberal issues where he was promoting these issues in a positive sense I think yeah. that is a huge step forward and it if is. more and more never Trump conservatives begin to see as this door is opened wider and wider and wider between the left and moderate conservatives who hate Donald Trump I think we're going to find more and more moderate conservatives saying hey you know what the left hasn't been wrong on a bunch of this stuff in a long time and you know what certainly I think there are issues where there is a lot of overlap if we just open our wow. minds and certainly you're you're never going to find people like David Frum saying well you know what the Democratic establishment is perfect and they've never done anything wrong and and also by the way uh, the Republican oh, yeah. Party is perfect and it's never done anything wrong. I, I think the problem comes in here. My whole problem, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, I promise. I'm going to shut up about the coalition of normals here in a second. <laughs> but, but I think the only fly in the ointment in, in all of this is the left typically wants blood when it comes to uh, dealing with conservatives. And I think there's a, con a considerable really? faction of the left that wants to do nothing but scold conservatives like David Frum for past mistakes, whether it was the Iraq war, whether we're supporting George W. Bush or supporting yeah. John McCain and, and Sarah Palin. These are all things that, I, to me, it's one thing to make a point where you say, you know what, you guys screwed up in a, in a lot of big time ways and really made the first 10 years of this, of this century into a disaster that ended in the Great Recession and all the rest of it. And believe me, I've got plenty to say about all the mistakes that led up to the Great Recession. But the problem is that um, we're progressives and we progress, which means moving forward, which means right. looking to the future, living in the now, but looking to the future and and constantly relitigating mistakes of the past with people who are willing to meet us halfway on a bunch of our uh, most important issues, I think is a gigantic development. And I think that is something that we need to build on and grow and 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 pull more of those people over. Not necessarily pull them, actually pulling them is a, is, the, is a bad way to put it. They're actually willingly conceding to a bunch of our issues in this process of, of all of us being centered around this uh, central idea of trying to stop Donald Trump from doing what he's doing. And I think well, we're going to see more and more. It, we're going to see more examples of what I was talking about with David Frum happening as, it, as time goes on it, it's it's exciting to see you this excited about uh, about something that's uh, this optimistic and I, I i and one of the points i think you're making here is you're raising a point that you've made before about purity tests yeah uh we we, we should not apply purity tests to fellow democrats right. and we should not also apply purity tests to Republicans. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about now and the future, as you as you mentioned, uh, that progressives do. And it, it is not progressive for progressives to look backward. Yeah. That's the opposite. Of, that's regressive. Uh, mm -hmm. So if you are a true progressive and you truly want to move forward, you should prepare yourself to do just that with less looking back. That isn't saying to forget history, but you may have to forgive it as a necessary step in moving forward. Yep. And what Republicans have to do for these 
early smart Republicans who are being won over on, on things like climate change, what they have to do now is cleverly sell that to Republican voters. And you know they can do it because you know they can sell them anything. We, yeah. we've, we've seen that in action. So, But they're going to have to be more clever than they were during the uh, congressional campaign when the Republicans laughingly uh, tried to claim that they're the party going to protect your health care and uh, protect your pre-existing conditions when uh, that was clearly bullshit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they hadn't, and, and it was obvious to everyone that they hadn't. It was equally obvious to everyone that they wouldn't. So this idea that they tried to sell that they were on board all the time isn't going to fly. They're going to have to be equal equally careful as they now try to sell the idea that fighting climate change is a good thing economically. For example, uh, after all this time of saying it isn't, they need to uh, be somewhat wise in how they turn the electorate around. But again, I would say whatever the Republicans say, ultimately, especially if it's if it were somebody like Trump, they're going to somebody with that kind of influence. Uh, uh, they're, they're going to be listened to, yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I because the Republican voters are following pretty blindly at this point their leaders, and if their leaders tell them to go the other way, they probably will. By the way, I think the other thing was Obamacare. I think the other other thing David Frum was uh, pushing was uh, preserving sure. Obamacare and building oh, on Obamacare. Yeah. Now, so now that he's no longer in office, it's a fine idea. <laughs> have you noticed? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, you know, I think he knows that and being an intellectual i think he realizes that obamacare began as a conservative health care plan that was tested right. by mitt romney in massachusetts and seemed to work very well there and i think uh what the, the the republicans have hardly ever given obama credit for meeting them halfway on health care using obamacare and then tacking on right. some liberal oh, ideas he, as he well begged them, he begged them for eight years yeah. to listen if you have complaints about the thing let's talk let's improve yeah. it let's make changes what obama will be remembered remembered for is not for not for being the father of universal health care uh, or not you know not for being the the, the, the solution uh, yeah. to health care troubles but I think he will be remembered as being the guy who started it all in that sense he would be remembered as the father of of universal health care because he started the dialogue he it was it was uh, obama and the democrats who made obamacare happen with all its imperfections uh and americans in the long run now love it uh, according to the polls and uh, understand that its benefits outweigh its downsides mm -hmm. now maybe we can have a conversation about how to improve that law to make it better or to make whatever other changes need to be made but it was obama who who, who helped us take that first step. Others had tried. Ask Hillary Clinton. That's right. uh, it, it wasn't an easy thing to do. Uh, it was very clever to use that conservative plan to win mm -hmm. them over. But now that uh, the Republicans see the the beating they took by by for their actions on health care, and for that matter, the tax cut that really didn't help the middle class. Yep. Uh, they after the beating they've taken for that, I think they've uh, taken that to heart uh, for commercial reasons, especially since the Republican voter base is shrinking to old white men, and everybody else is uh, starting to vote Democratic now. Yeah, that's right. And, and, oh, by, by the way, let us not forget. Our breaking news Roger that... Roger Stone yes. was indicted. Jerome Forzai was indicted. Donald Trump Jr. was indicted. Jared Kushner was indicted. No indictments today. <laughs> I, like, I like the last one. No indictments today. <laughs>
I, <laughs> I am so I am so shaken by this news or lack of news that I can't discuss that particular thing. I, you know, I love you so much for going along with this bit. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, this is my favorite kind of bit. <laughs> uh, well, meanwhile, uh, let's see. Uh, we've got some some late breaking uh, midterm news. Of course, we heard last night that Kirsten Cinema has won the race to become the next uh, U.S. senator from Arizona. Yes. Uh, you know, it's just so it's, that, and that means the the, the Republicans now have uh, have gained only one seat. It's it's bad that they gained any. They should have lost, but uh, the the gains. The, the big gains that they were expecting in the Senate have not come to fruition. It looks like a one-seat gain now. Yeah. And uh, very exciting for Arizona to get its first female senator to flip uh, Jeff Flake's uh, district to blue. Oh, my gosh. This is this is huge, huge news. Yeah. Well, you know what? It may end up turning out that while Republicans were able to flip Claire McCaskill's seat, uh-huh. the, the Democrats may still pull one out in Florida and the recount. And then there's oh, also sure, yeah. there's the special election in Mississippi. That's going to have to happen now, and uh, because of the way they r- ran their midterm election, and so that may end up in the Democratic category. I think there's only about eight thousand votes that separate the Republican and the Democrat, the two, the top two winners in that race, and then yeah, obviously I- we have Kristen Cinema, so or Kirsten Cinema. So that makes uh, that puts the Democrats at, at right now. Even if you take Florida and Mississippi out of the equation, that puts Democrats mm-hmm. at forty-seven seats, the Republicans at fifty-one seats, and uh-huh. if uh, if Bill. Bill Nelson ends up squeaking out one in Florida and uh, Cindy Hyde Smith. Well, let's see. Mike Espy is the Democrat in Mississippi. If Mike Espy ends up winning that race, Uh do you know where that puts us? That puts us right back to where we were before the election with the Senate. (laughs) And that is a gigantic, gigantic disaster (laughs) for Donald Trump. Right. And because what that says is (laughs) the Democrats had to protect 26 seats. The Republicans only had to protect seven or I think it's seven or eight. And the fact that they with those odds stacked in the Republicans favor, stacked in Trump's favor, they couldn't pick up any seats as a consequence of this. The gerrymandering and the Internet trolling and the voter suppression. And I said this. Remember, I mean, I'm proud that I said this and I'm, I'm even happier that people took this advice even if they didn't hear it from me and that is we can overcome voter suppression gerrymandering uh, interference election interference if we just turn out in huge numbers and vote because nothing can beat that not even uh, insane amounts of money spent by the opposing party that in the end votes are the thing that win yeah and uh, you know I it just does not underscore enough the importance of voting I'm like I said I'm so pleased that uh, so many what, what was our turnout 48 percent gigantic it was now. it was the, it was a record uh, for midterm and, and and yet, and yet, and yet, still too low, you yeah. know. But, but uh, an encouraging jump, and I, I hope I'm not skeptical, but I hope that people remain engaged. I know they will for a little while until things <laughs> get back to some semblance of normal again. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, they, if assuming they'll ever be the same. So Rick Scott would tried to seize all those voting machines down there, Buzz, right? <laughs> and then he got yes. blocked by the courts. There's a, just yes. no way. We don't see any evidence of fraud here. I, you know, right. one of the things I love most about the Trump era is whenever somebody, whether it's a, a judge or a court, whether whether it's uh, some other official, maybe an ethics official, I love it when 
there's a reality check like this. Like, uh, you know, Rick Scott and Donald Trump and the Republicans are screaming about voter shenanigans and fraud happening in Florida. And then a judge says, I don't see anything. I don't don't see nothing here. And and And, then it it just throws a giant truth bomb into the works. And I love it It, when they have to back it It does. And I think you're going to see that. I know you're going to see that more frequently Mm -hmm. and uh, more firmly in, in the months ahead. Uh, yeah. you're going you're gonna to see them get beat down on, on some of these things. And that does my heart tremendous good to see that happen. And I also like the fact that the judge uh, scolded uh, the people involved, uh, reminding them uh, that words matter yeah. and to be very careful about what they say about this election mm-hmm. in public. And, I, and it does seem to have gotten quieter in the last 24 hours uh, with fewer cries of fraud. Than, but I, and I delight in this story. I can't tell the story often enough. I posted on Twitter. It's in my newscast this week. It a box of pens. This whole thing started with a box of pens. Box of pens in in, in Florida. Yeah, because a teacher at a school in Broward County found a box labeled a provisional oh, ballot. Yeah. And uh, she go, oh, my gosh. And she called the sheriff. And the sheriff came and got it and took it to the election commissioner and said, you know, what the hell? And uh, and they opened it up. And and before. Before the contents of the box could be revealed, Rubio was already online tweeting, you know, incompetence, uh, (laughs) horrible, investigate. And and immediately, Republicans started launching this fraud accusation that's Mm -hmm. completely baseless. So they open up this mysterious box. Where'd this box, Rubio wanted to know where this box came from. It's a mystery box. I want to know what's in the box. Mystery box. So they, they, I mean, he didn't use those exact words, but this was the tone of yeah. what he was saying. You know, that he was saying something's fishy about this. So they open up the, the box and it contains uh, some signs that say vote here mm-hmm. and some stationery and a bunch of pens. <laughs> Uh, there were no hidden. Yeah. Nope. There, there were no hidden secret ballots. There were no missed votes. There were no hidden votes. Nothing. There was mm-hmm. no evidence. Uh, the, the uh, Rick Scott, because of because of past problems in Broward County, <laughs> Governor Rick Scott had his own election monitors in place as the original count was had begun, and they have been there every step of the way, yeah. and they report no evidence of fraud. <laughs> Uh, the the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, <laughs> fiddle as I call it, FDLE, <laughs> the Florida Department of uh, Law Enforcement, uh, they said, we see no evidence. And when, uh, you know, and I obviously uh, Governor Scott went to court to try to make them investigate and to make them seize these voting machines, uh, the judge said, well, I don't see any reason. I'll tell you what, I'll put three more cops in there with the officers who are already there supervising and uh, maybe that'll make people feel better about the election you've now made everybody feel badly about right right and, and so you know he's trying to I, I thought the, the judge was very wise in this case and i was very pleased with his handling of it but uh, you see what happened here is republicans jumped right to that conspiracy there's fraud that we're being robbed uh when it was a box of pens and that <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen is how this as far as the recount goes uh th- those automatically happen under florida state law anytime uh, two candidates wind up with a half percent of each other, yeah. And we have we have two of them in the governor's race and in the in the Senate race as well. And 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 so now, just to bring everybody up to date, in case you don't know where we are as we record this show, uh, the all of the votes are being recounted now by machine, and that is to be concluded on mm-hmm. Thursday. 
the day my newscast comes out. Ah, there you <laughs> so go. So I, I too have this deadline problem that we have with this Tuesday show. Yeah. Uh, but that's when that happens. And if that doesn't settle it, then there a hand recount begins of the ballots that were either undervoted or overvoted. Mm. Uh, undervoting means uh, the voter didn't check anybody in a particular category. Uh, overvoting means they accidentally checked uh, two or more people in that same category. Yeah, and so they have those have to be examined. Uh, with human eyes and by hand to determine, if possible, what the voter intended to do. Mm -hmm. And then there are all the provisional ballots that were thrown out uh, by Rick Scott's Republican Florida government uh, that where somebody in the election commissioner's office felt, well, the signatures aren't exactly the same. Uh, when they're not handwriting analysts, <laughs> and, and this is, so it's a totally subjective thing. So now uh, Bill Nelson and the senators in the Senate race is suing to get uh, those provisional ballots uh, counted or at least reviewed. So this is all a process. Now, if they don't have a decision by Thursday, then that hand count starts, and they have to have a final decision by Sunday at noon. And I don't think they're going to make it. Will they make it? I think I don't think. It's- I uh, you know I I can't say. I I mean. There's a good deal of confidence uh, that they will make it. Yeah. I will say that for all the the un- inarguable problems of the Broward County Election Office, it is uh, the second biggest uh, county in the state, uh, and it it uh, it's I believe its current director has been much maligned. She's been elected and reelected three additional times. This is her her fourth term in that office, so apparently nobody hated her until now. Sure, there have been complaints uh, when they're unhappy Republicans. The only time we see these flaws in Florida's election system is when you have a race this close, and we almost never have a race this close. This is why this is such a big deal right now, not because the the, the voting system is, uh, you know, the, the vote should be thrown out, as, as Trump is suggesting, that we should go with whatever we had on election night yeah. and cut off the votes from military personnel and everybody else. Uh, it, it doesn't work that way. And uh, there is a system for it. And I think it's just any flaws that exist, and there are some, uh, and, and hopefully we'll correct them. But uh, this is only an issue because the election is so freaking close. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about some Donald Trump Jr. news here yeah, coming up here I, in no, no, a second. Every, everybody keeps saying he's the next to be indicted. And I, 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 don't, I don't disagree that he would be at some point. I just want to know why. What's happened? Why now? Well, this, is, this actually is more specific to the Florida recount. We're going to get okay. to that. Yeah, oh, we're going to take, take, yeah. take one last break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about Don Jr. before we wrap up the show. <laughs> but this is, a, this is a point of extreme frustration for me when shit like hmm. this goes down. And it's so obvious, and it's so much fun to debunk, but at the same time, I know that it's this lie is just going around and around and around, and all the red hats are devouring it like Coca-Cola. And so we're going to dig into that in, in just one second after we uh, take one last break back after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? 
So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Okay, welcome back. Make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link at BobSeska.com. It's the all-caps Amazon link just beneath the logo at BobSeska.com. Click that link. It'll take you right to the French page of Amazon, where you can go shopping as usual, but we get a teeny tiny commission from some of the things you buy. Thank you for doing that. Right next to the Amazon link is, of course, the Banded Masculine link, where you can buy Chris Lavoie's uh, male-scented candles. They, they don't smell like a guy, but they just smell like a, things that guys like to smell. I see. And, and by the way, Kimberly loves the smells. I don't know what that says about Kimberly, ah. but she she loves the uh, campfire candle. I also like that one. I also like the fresh cut fresh cut grass. And I think uh, Chris is about to come out with the spiked eggnog candle. <laughs> so if you want your whole place to smell like spiked eggnog. Go to our uh, banded masculine link at bobsuska.com. Click it, but but and, don't eat it. Yeah, but don't eat it, please. God, for right. God's sake, don't eat it. Don't 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 try to drink the hot wax, even though it smells like spiked eggnog. Please, I have to put that disclaimer because you never know. I'm going to get a bunch of comments saying I drank that candle and it didn't taste like <laughs> didn't it's taste like tempting. Spiked. It's tempting. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. What was I going to talk about here? Oh, Don Jr. Yes. Oh, yeah. Before we get into Don Jr., I, I wanted to mention just uh, as a last uh, bit on the end of the uh, discussion about the uh, about judges and elections. Uh-huh. This uh, this judge, uh, federal judge, found that uh, Gwinnett County violated Civil Rights Act. This violated the Civil Rights Act by rejecting ballots. That's the Georgia election, right? And Gwinnett County is the county where all of those uh, violations were happening leading up to uh, the midterm. So U.S. District right, Judge right. Uh, Lee Martin May wrote a 17-page order. The county was found to be violating. Uh, the Civil Rights Act, with its rejection of absentee ballots solely on the basis of an omitted, omitted or incorrect birth year—that exact right. match nonsense going on and right. so on. Right. Yeah. So that's some He's, good news for uh, Stacey Abrams. It, it, indeed, and also good news is I believe that same judge, uh, I know a federal judge, also ordered that the uh, the, the certification be delayed. Yeah. Uh, to allow time to to cover this and expressed a great concern about uh, the handling of uh, voter registration and uh, and provisional ballots by uh, one of the candidates in the gubernatorial race there, yep. Secretary of State Brian Kemp. So uh, Don Jr. yesterday, this also relates to the midterms. Of course, the Trump supporters are all trying to make a case that uh, there's all kinds of uh, illegal shenanigans happening in Florida on behalf of the Democrats and on behalf of the Bill Nelson campaign. Right. And one of those people is, of course, uh, Donald Trump Jr., who, of course. who uh, was possibly indicted today. I mean, we do have the breaking news. Roger Stone was indicted. Jerome Forzai was indicted. Donald Trump Jr. was indicted. Jared Kushner was indicted. No indictments today. And in the, and in the end, that's what happened. <laughs> Whatever you heard there, that's that right. is what ultimately occurred uh, when we put this show up on the internet. So uh, because uh, Donald Trump Jr. hadn't been indicted yesterday, he tweeted out something that uh, was just absolutely ridiculous. He tweeted uh, this article from NBC in Miami, the NBC Miami affiliate. And he said here, this is Donald Trump Jr. in a tweet saying, amazing, but not shocking at all anymore. Nearly 200,000 Florida voters may not be citizens. 
and he included a link to this NBCMiami.com article. Uh, and by the way, at the time that uh, I finally saw this uh, tweet by Donald Trump Jr., it had 3,900 retweets. And by the time I got done writing about it, there was over 4,000 retweets on this thing. Right. And I, don't, I have no idea how many retweets could be uh, be there right now. Let me see if I can check this real quick. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, it's still up there, and it's been retweeted 15,000 times. Oh, my God. And you know what? It's fake. It's a false story. It's not literally fake, but by Donald Trump Jr. tweeting this in this context, he's turned a real news story into a fake news story. Turns out that, first of all, the article was originally published in 2012, six years ago. So it has nothing to do with the midterms. Zero, unless they've got a time machine, they've got a time-traveling DeLorean, and they're screwing with the space-time continuum somehow. But if we take this at face value in the real world, this article was published in 2012, six years ago. Oops. Typical. Well, yeah. I know. Yeah, <laughs> this is just more noise, more of the usual stuff. I've just, I've sort of stopped uh, paying attention to that. Uh, however, I will tell you, uh, I have some very, very odd breaking news hmm. for you. What's going very on? Odd. Uh, from CNN, in a stunning move, this is the headline, in a stunning move, Melania Trump calls for the ouster of a top national security aide. Hmm, interesting. Through her, spokes, through her spokeswoman, Melania has uh, declared that uh, this woman, uh, Mira Ricardel, no longer deserves the honor of serving in this White House. That's a quote from the First Lady's uh, communications director. Uh, it, 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 CNN goes on to explain that this woman's potential departure would leave National Security Advisor John Bolton without one of his key allies in the administration. Weird. So what the heck is going on here? Did John? Well, did, well, did Trump try to stop this uh, national security? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you uh, know. I I don't know, but that's uh, perhaps at this point as good a guess as any. We'll we'll do more research on this and find out exactly. <laughs> this is a fascinating what is story. Going on. Who expected this? This quiet uh, first lady who never speaks. Uh, if she has something to say, she wears it on her jacket. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she's actually put out a statement now saying, my husband needs to fire so-and-so, who also happens to be this uh, close advisor to uh, the very controversial uh, national security advisor, John Bolton. John Bolton, yeah, interesting. And I, I just I have no idea why Melania Trump would be somehow linked to an advisor on the National Security Council. It just seems strange. I, I don't know. Uh, well, meanwhile, back, back to this Don Jr. thing. Um, the, the other thing that revealed uh, this article to be way, uh -huh. way old was the fact yeah. that there was also an editor's note showing that uh, it was originally published in May of 2012. And then right. the, the editor's right. note also revises the 200,000 non-citizen figure down to 85 people. Right. Since then, like they've I, determined yeah. that it's not 200,000 non-citizens. It's actually 85. And, and furthermore... Those 85 people, they didn't vote. Florida right. election officials merely noted that 85 non-citizens were on voter rolls as of August of 2012 before the election, and they were subsequently removed from the voter rolls. That means the actual number of non-citizen voters in Florida during the 2012 election 
uh, was exactly zero. There were no right. <laughs> non-citizen yeah, voters in Florida, according to yeah. officials. It's it's the usual mo. I mean, it's uh, they they lie about everything. This is another example yeah. of that. And I, I you know I don't mean to be dismissive. I just I'm so exhausted from uh, those half dozen things that I mentioned at the top of the show yeah. that I, I don't have time to, to deal with what Don <laughs> Jr. is tweeting. I just don't. Well, I, and I, I I'm sorry. I, I don't I don't listen to it anymore. It doesn't strike me in the overall scheme of things we need to address. It just, you know, yeah, it's more of the same. Uh, let's deal with the more important stuff. I, I this is my my gut call. Well, this is the this is the propaganda they're going to use to delegitimize yeah, oh, yeah. the uh, the midterm election of uh, Bill Nelson down there. So I, yeah, this is and a- ultimately, as we said at the top of the show, perhaps the 2020 presidential election, which is why uh, this assault on the free press and on our election system is so frightening and important. Uh, but at the same time, we're going to go out of here. Opti- always leave them laughing, Bob. We're going we're gonna to go out of here today <laughs> with the optimism that uh, good things are happening with the election of this new Congress and uh, developments in the Mueller probe, like that big thing that happened today. Yeah, the big thing that happened today, of course, we, we learned today that... Roger Stone was indicted. Jerome Forzai was indicted. Donald Trump Jr. was indicted. Jared Kushner was indicted. No indictments today. Yeah, the big news is that no indictments were today. <laughs> did, did, I, did I hear the music jump there a little bit i don't know <laughs> anyway uh I, there's a reason for optimism as well as fear and yeah that, that pretty much sums up every week now doesn't it right right oh certainly i just you know what look I, I just i feel like we need to stay on top of whatever propaganda they're circulating because oh sure no because, I, I mean, i'm obviously, not on you oh i know but there, there yeah. are two different universes happening here two different histories being written and the, the history that they're writing is obviously the false history and we all know that to be true right. and uh and in order Edited to videos yeah. Yeah, the, the problem is their false history is actually eking its way into real policy changes and real meddling in elections so that's yep. a, that's my concern that's why we got to stop it absolutely all right we got the post-mortem show coming up next on our patreon page please for god's sake go to uh, bobseska.com click the all caps patreon link just beneath the logo go to our patreon page and, and support the show. Even just $1 a month will do it. And, and with $1 a month, you'll be able to gain access to this amazing community of, uh, of like-minded listeners, everyone uh, banding together and, and helping each other out through this uh, Trump crisis. So you and, wanna- and, and the post-mortem show where we're going to have today's breaking news. <laughs> the big, big breaking news story today on the post-mortem show coming up. So you want to stand by for that and listen in on that. If you want to hear the post-mortem show, sign up at $5 a month. $5 a month month to get you the postmortem show two of them a week every tuesday and thursday plus whatever bonus extras we throw in uh for our patreon subscribers you get access to that too as well as at the one dollar a month level but uh you don't get the postmortem for one dollar you have to sign up with five dollars a month ten dollars a month will get you the postmortem shows plus the friday after party and fifteen dollars a month will get you the ultimate edition of this show no commercials plus the postmortem show tacked on exactly as we recorded. Okay, Buzz Burbank's at buzzburbank.com. Go listen to Buzz Burbank News and Comment. See you next time, folks. Bye-bye.